Yo, what's up? It's your boy Tyler. Joining me tonight is Brett Birch with Inclusive. Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hopefully, everybody's well. Uh, yeah, tonight tonight's topic is gonna be the first off. It's gonna be fucking cock sucking coworkers, man. <laughs> oh, man. This is gonna be something that's gonna go on for hours. All right, let's get into it. What, what we got? What we got on the plate? All right, okay, we're gonna start today off. Okay, Monday was golden. I woke up. I wasn't that tired. I was excited. I mean, I wasn't pickled shitless to the work by any means, but I was happy. I was ready. I got dressed. I got my shit on. Sat in my fucking traffic. Get bitch, you know. And I was driving to work, and I get to work right. And I'm a logistics coordinator and a supervisor. And uh, I have this warehouse manager. I went on vacation from December like 19th to the 1st of January. So I was gone for like two to three weeks almost. Mm-hmm. And I come back and we got this douche Dick McGee <laughs> warehouse supervisor, Brett. And like, he, okay. All right. He was like in the army for like 30 years, him and his buddy D cell. And he's a total fucking just dick. Like, <laughs> like dude, this ain't the fucking army, bro. Does does that does that warehouse look like nom to you, bro? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't see no sand over there. This ain't no desert storm. What the fuck's your problem? Like, okay, he overdoes everything. Like, whenever he gets all mad and stuff, I'm like, dude, like it's just fucking annoying. Because like, <clears throat> like today, okay, his job is to basically we make our routes for the following day on the on you know, on, on papers and like we give them the papers and they do what's called coning. And they cone the stops for the next day. So that means that tells the driver and the warehouse workers that that's what's going out the next day. Mm-hmm. But some of the orders weren't supposed to go out. Like, or, like they didn't, we didn't get them in. So we scheduled them, but we didn't get the freight like we were supposed to. Okay. Yeah. So this motherfucking cocksucker comes inside, running hell through everybody, yelling at everybody, get like just fucking mad as fuck, like, oh, I don't know why this keeps happening, this, I'm like, dude, if it's not in the route, if it's not at the warehouse, throw the fucking paper away, why are you bitching, like, dude, I just don't get it, like, I'm like, it's a fucking piece of paper, like, <laughs> you don't understand, man, like, people, and like, like, he bitches about the little thing, I'm like, dude, you are a warehouse supervisor, stay below me, bro, like, <laughs> dude, like, I mean, he makes me mad, like, dude, like Caroline, the the girl that works for me, she's oh dude. But we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> he's yelling at her and stuff. Like you know, he's not really he's not yelling at us, but he's just yelling, getting all pissed off, getting his panties so much. I'm like, dude, why are you ruining your Monday? And like, you're ruining ours too. Why are you bringing that negativity in here? Because you didn't know how to throw away a grown a piece of paper like a grown ass man. <laughs> and you Kobe Bryant as you in the trash can. But no, he's in a comment there making it everybody, making it known to everybody that for some reason a simple piece of paper didn't get taken out of the route. So they spent 10 minutes looking for it and it wasted their time. Oh, God damn. One of those guys, obviously. <laughs> I, understand. I understand where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I understand it kind of gets a little frustrating. You're looking the whole time like, hey, man, fuck, it's not here. But, dude. It happens, man. Who? It happens like once or twice a week, maybe at best. I'm like, dude, it's your job description, bro. The work. <laughs> like, like I don't know about you. This is this is gonna be a direct question, and then I'll go back to talking. But what is the? It, it, is this the worst thing you hate hearing when you're working? Oh, that ain't my job. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, okay. Honest form of fashion here. I'm just gonna say, 
Yes, whenever somebody says, oh, that's not my job description, or no, that's not on my resume, I don't qualify for anything like that. Well, for one, let me tell you a little secret. If you're sitting right here next to me, we got on the same fucking outfit and the same fucking thing across our shirt that says our team name or whatever the case may be, guess what? It's your fucking job. And you can be a good Samaritan and go out of your way, even if it's not in your job directory, to fucking do something for somebody to benefit yourself. Not only will you get brownie points for looking like a cool guy and being nice to people, but you know, hey, what? Your boss may, may smile upon you a little more than frown upon you. So I've seen motherfuckers that come into the office, so to speak, or come where I work. I mean, actually, I'm, I'm a security guard in the hospital, and like, we, we all wear the same color shirt. We all got the badge on, you know, we all do the same job. But whenever somebody's like, hey, man, will you pick up that trash? And they're just like, that's not my job description. I'm just like, clearly, you don't understand what your job description is. Like, you're not just security. You have to take care of the premises that you work on and the people that reside inside it. That means cleaning up trash, even though it's not yours. Like, I can't wait to see what your fucking house looks like or the inside of your car if you don't pick up, you know, somebody else's trash crisis. That's motherfucker. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say, man. It's just it's just ridiculous. I hate the little peons that come in here and they just got one thing on their mind. They collect money. No, motherfucker, enjoy your job. You know, be good at what you do, you know. Be good at everything that you do, whether it's your job description or not. You know, broaden your eyes a little bit. You know, that kind of looks good on paper whenever you do good shit for everybody else. But anyway, that's my little rant. So you can keep on talking about what you're talking about. Okay, but like I, I hate when someone like in my my like my business. If this was my, you know, my dad's company. If my if you if you work for my dad, say some shit like that. Instead of if you know end up on the side of fucking Harry Hines Boulevard, fucking begging for change in the middle of Dallas because you're a jobless motherfucker. <laughs> like there's so many soft like soft snowflake bitches at my job. I would fire if I was a main director. I'd fire everybody, dude. Not even joking. <laughs> my buddy does. What I would keep out of the I'd fire everyone. Like, there's some fucking sad fucks, man. Like, even if you don't have life in man, there's people in Haiti and Africa, you know, Ethiopia, which I don't mean to speak bad on, but they have it way worse than us. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You said yesterday, the day before that, you're bitching about a fucking extra cream in your fucking coffee, bro. Like, what do you, you got hazelnut and you didn't get mocha? Oh, man. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. You know what I, it just, it just makes me mad because whenever someone says that, like, that's his fucking favorite word. It's like, man, that, you know, oh, that ain't my job. I'm not doing that. It's not my job. Like, and, like, even if you're joking, which I'm probably sure he is, it's, yeah. you know, no one wants to hear that shit. Yeah, I agree. I agree 110%. Like, like I'm pretty sure this dude's mom and dad growing up. Take care of your son. Ain't my fucking job. I didn't want that little fuck. Maybe that's where he's getting it from. <laughs> I I don't know what you guys. I don't know how you feel about you know that worker who doesn't want to do anything or makes you fucking have to do everything because he's lazy and you're carrying the team. I mean, more power to you guys. Like I know you're out there and I know it sucks. But man, my hat goes out to you. I do it every day, and I know damn sure y'all do it, and I know Brett does it. We all have that one guy. And hell, some of you may be listening. Mine like, I don't have that problem. That's probably because you're the one with the fucking problem. <laughs> Let's be honest here, man. I'm not going to help you tie the shoe, but put that motherfucker on. <laughs> Let's just be honest, but. I mean, like, and, like, how do you deal with this, Brett? How do you deal with it? Okay, well, are you talking about stupidity, incompetence, or just people? Just in general, like, when you have a worker that just, like, I understand, like you say, I'm, I, when it comes to doing anything, you're just like me, we're brothers. You fucking go beyond the call of duty for anything you do. And, like, how does it affect you as a person having somebody working with you like that that's 
bringing the team down, bringing the company down, uh, just bringing your mood down, like trying to ruin your day. When someone tries to put you on a lower level, how does that make you feel, man? Well, to be honest with you, man, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not 14 and words really don't affect me like people these days, but I can put a motherfucker in his place really quick with just a few simple little words, you know, because that's just how everybody gets offended these days. But honestly, uh, <laughs> you know, I do have a person that I continuously, you know, see on my shift every time. And he's one of those guys that where I don't know, like if his daddy owns a company, he's got a job so he can quit staying at home and milking off the mommy and daddy's money or, you know, whatever else the case may be. But he's one of those types of people, like people, like he does strictly what his job description says and I'm sit at it do cameras around every hour okay like that's that's it he don't do anything else i mean i have some tons of times to help you know patients that are you know like like uh copd patients that can't breathe and they can't walk along like help them get into a wheelchair and wheel them out to their car i ain't doing that well why aren't you doing that like why would you not do that like if that was your grandma or your mom or your sister or brother or whoever you know that is to you you know you you would do that for those person but just because it's a random person that you don't know you're not going to do that i said that don't make no sense anyway but you know it's just like it's not it's not me i don't do that that's the nurse's job no no uh, no it's really not the nurse's job it's our job to make sure everybody here is safe so if the lady walks with copd and she falls because you refuse to get her a wheelchair that's pretty much on fucking you you know like regardless of what it is but either way it me at first i'm passive aggressive with it i'm like you know what fine okay you want to be a schmuck like you want to sit there and just do whatever the fuck you want to fantastic i'm not gonna go snitch you out because i'm not a little bitch but when i ask you for something and you refuse to do it uh, yeah, problem's gonna be, like, I'll meet you in the parking lot, we're gonna throw some hands, like, you know, yeah, I'm just like, I just don't get it, I really don't, and not only does it hurt my feelings, but I feel sorry for the little fucker that can't do anything else that he's just not entitled to, like, I just don't get it, like, we're all there to help each other, we're all, you know, like I said, we're all team players, but if you want to be the, the one person that nobody fucking likes because you just do strictly what the fuck you're told to do, then, you know, I got a mouse and a keyboard for you, I'll let you go play fucking Minesweeper all day long, I just, it's just stupid, <laughs> like, I do I don't care, you know, you're just a point-and-click person, there you go, got your computer for you, but seriously, uh, in regards to all that, like, I just, I don't know, I don't know what kind of chemical imbalance people have, like, maybe they're missing a couple chromosomes up in the brain cell somewhere, or their RNA's all fucked up and shit, but, like, you have to be a very, I guess, uh, inconsolidated person to not want to help the people that are helping you you know like you're not the team leader you're not the supervisor and even fuck i've seen supervisors go out and get their hands muddier than most fucking new employees or veterans that have been there for 20 years you know and i congratulate those guys but real talk employees that don't pull their own weight or pull just enough weight just to get by made me sick to my stomach i wish everybody could just work in unison work in harmony do one another a favor because when you ask me for that fucking vacation day and i tell you no i'm not doing that shit for you you're going to come in that's when you're going to hate me but then i'm gonna reflect back on you and be like remember that time i told you to put that motherfucker in that wheelchair and you told me no fucking 12 hour shift suck your fucking mom's dick and get the fuck over yourself like that's that's it i just have no sympathy for the week man i decapitate him run up at the same time <laughs> I just don't care. damn <laughs> Oh, that was brown on that topic. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you guys were. <laughs> Alright. This is exactly how I take it, man. That's just like, it's just clear cut. Just like, I like my sandwiches, man. That, that sandwich meat, man. Just. <laughs> and just like, raw, man. Nothing. I mean, don't sugarcoat anything for anybody. And, I mean, you gotta do what you like, you gotta do what you want others to do. It's simple, basic stuff that you learn in school, man. Mm -hmm. If you want respect, if you want people to treat you the way that you want to be treated, you got to treat them with the same respect. You got to do the same things for them that you want done for you. Bingo. I mean, 
when you live a selfish life like that, not even just about work, but when you bring that to the, to the job is what this main topic is, is like, when you live like that, leave that shit at home, man. Like if, if you have family problems at work, no one gives a fuck that your wife's fucking the neighbor. Let's be honest. <laughs> no one gives a shit your dog I hit last weekend. Like, man, don't ruin everybody else's life because you're going through sadness. And I do have, I do have, you know, feelings and sympathy for people. Yeah, okay, I understand, man, but don't let those moments define who you are, you know? Don't let those negativity things cause you distress. But we're going we're to change it up just a little bit here and uh we're gonna shift away from the whole uh the whole fucking ass dick eating fucking co-workers one of the things i want to think up last night and uh I, I, we ran out of a little bit of time and i didn't want to make it go too far and uh, make everybody listen for too long but one thing i want to talk about is we spoke about you know mmo rpg open world okay i don't know how much research you've done on this game but this game has been my craziest favorite game for the past year since it's been out maybe two years I think it came out in 2016 but it's a first person shooter and it's going to be an open world concept right now you do only raids and that game is the most realistic most badass I'm talking grenade going off in a fucking like in the net room next to you the dust comes off the wall the lights fall off like I'm talking tactical realism putting like taking optics off your gun silencers in the raid I'm talking about the Russian monster Escape from Tarkov. This game uh-huh. has just, for me, when it comes to first-person shooters, and, like, I don't think anybody's ever really brought, besides, like, you know, The Division? Fuck that, man. Like, The Division, like, I like The Division, but what what this game brings is a whole motherfucking other level. Like... This is setting the standard for the next 10 years, like, of how the realism, the, like, the mechanics of this game, and how it's not like fucking Call of Duty where you can drop shot the shit out of someone's mom. Like, it's, like, tactical. You have to really think on your feet, and if you have a squad, there's no friendly fire, there's none of that, there's no markers. If you see your friend, you better know damn well what he's wearing, because you're not going to know who the fuck he is. And you might shoot them. I mean, it's you against scads. You're trying to get out of this rage. You're trying to get CPUs. You're trying to get bitcoins. You're trying to get chains, gold chains. You're trying to get all this stuff so you can gear up and get a lot of stuff for your inventory, which is called your stash. So this game has redefined what it is to be a first-person shooter and be open world. Like, The Division's third person, I believe. I only played it for like 30 minutes, and I'm pretty yeah. sure. But this game, it's like... I can't even play. Like, I, dude, it's hard turning on Call of Duty. Like, it's just when it comes to first-person shooters, man. This game is second to none. Like, let's, I'm gonna be realistic. This is probably the best game that has came out since probably Skyrim. That was that was overhyped. I mean, that was hyped, but it wasn't overhyped. It it it, it provided what it was like, what you expected. Like, it exceeded all your expectations. It was not a rundown or a letdown or anything by any means. It just, it, man. Escape from Tarkov, guys, if you haven't got it, uh, used to, it was $150 to play the game. It's not like that anymore. So if that's what deterred you from buying this game for the PC, 
It's only 40 bucks. You can get it now. And I really highly recommend if you have a decent computer and you can you have like 8 to 12 to 16 gigs of RAM, I highly recommend this game for you. If you love tactical and you love just, I mean, sometimes you can just run out there like an idiot and with an FKS, anything you want. You can sometimes get here. Like, it's not really, it's, it's plausible. It really is. But I really highly recommend this game if you haven't. And uh, I, I've talked to you a couple times right about this game, and I know I probably caught you off guard. But from what I've told you and maybe research you've done, what do you what do you what do you think? Or what have I made you feel about this game? Whether or not you'd invest in it or not? Well, to be honest with you, man, uh, I'm gonna give you a little shout out here to your choice that you have because I've seen you play that a couple times uh, on Twitch. By the way, guys, Tyler Shrado, uh in the know, he does have a Twitch channel and he does stream every now and then. Not sure how relevant you are now on the Twitch since we're doing this, but uh, from the from the bits and pieces of gameplay I've seen, this game. As he per- as he mentally described, I mean, it's it's about as beautiful as it gets. Literally, I mean, from from the streams that I've watched, I haven't got my hands on it yet because, for what I, <laughs> I don't have a good computer, you know, sad face. But I'm getting one here in the next future, so we'll be we'll be streaming and stuff like that too. But uh, Escape from Tarkov, dude, this game <laughs> is like the epiphany of exactly what you would want in a in a realistic, you know, simulating shooter. And by simulator, I don't mean, you know, there's like algorithms and stuff like that you gotta follow to make sure everything goes correctly. I'm talking about like, they pitch you, you know, in this in this place and you pretty much do exactly what you need to do to outfit yourself to survive. And I mean from, you know, like you said, throwing grenades and watching dust particles fly off the wall and shit like that. Like who doesn't want to see that kind of stuff? This is what this game was bred to do. It was bred to entertain. It was bred to uh, accelerate your senses. It was bred to invigorate your brain, you know, make you think about shit, like other things that, you know, that are so straightforward. This gives you a diverse platform of how to go about, you know, getting your objective done. And like you said, with teammates and stuff, you better be, yeah, you better know what the fuck you're wearing because if not, then, you know, one, one or two people is going to get a 44 match to the face and you can't do shit about it, but, you know, say I'm sorry. And then, you know, after that, it's over with. But my, my personal recommendation for it, uh, when I do get the $40 to play it, I didn't know the price went down so much. So that, that really does, that just helped me out. So I appreciate you dropping knowledge bombs like we do all the time right now on me. So I'm going to go in there and check this shit out when I get done. <laughs> you know, fuck going to sleep. I'm going to check this shit out. But uh, literally, uh, yeah, if you have if you have not played this game, if you have not even watched a trailer or a gameplay video of it, hop on YouTube, get the 1080p out, watch the HD versions of everything, and I guarantee you, uh, once you start playing, you know, fucking 2018 is going to fly by, you're going to come out of your house and shit's going to be apocalyptic and you're going to have a beard and fucking crap. And you're going to be like, dude, I don't even care what happened to the world because this fucking game blew my mind. And you're going to be stuck in it 24-7. And I wish, Tyler, you'd still stream on that, man, because I did love watching that. And I'm pretty sure now that we're, you know, doing Anchor and stuff like that, we can still, you know, get uh, some influencers to follow you on Twitch and stuff like that. Because everybody knows that Tyler Serrato is the best gamer in the world, hands down. He's took down a clan on War at War. I'm talking about War at War back in the day on PlayStation 3. Took down the clan to think what four or five, maybe six people with a fucking pistol made them all quit. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, it did. Trust me, I was proof enough to see it. And uh, no, seriously, for the PC gamers out there, if you have not played Escape from Tarkov, Rob, do play it. Like that's all I got to say. And you can thank us later. You can thank him later because it's gonna change your life. You're gonna, like you said, never look at another game ever, ever the same again. That, that's a perfect topic, man. I love, I love, I love watching it. I can't wait to play it myself. Cause I'm sure I'm gonna be, you know, like I said, beat my meat 24/7 about the SKS and the AK-47 and the fucking gold chains you can wear. Like I'm so stoked for that right now. I, I, I may just quit the podcast and go in there and download the shit right now. So you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, like going back to the game, like dude, like you're gonna be playing this game. I'm telling you, if you get down with this game. It's kind of going through a little rough patch right now with the servers and stuff because they're trying to add more servers, so it's kind of hard to get in a raid. But 
play this game and you enjoy it for the core and what it what it's for, you're gonna come out one day in 2030 and like like it's gonna happen. Nuclear war is gonna happen. Everything's scavenging, and you're gonna like walk out of your front door that's half on the hinges, you know. And you're gonna you're gonna think to yourself, twenty years ago, fucking escape from Tarkov made me ready for this shit. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> I'm so I, the game is so hyped. I can't even make you play the game. You're just gonna like you said, get on YouTube, type in Escape from Tar- uh, Tarkov trailer HD, watch some Devil Dog Gamer, uh, watch some uh, you know uh, some Cotton. You just watch them, dude, and you would just love this fucking game dude clean clean up guy watch some streams and by the way if you want to watch some streams on it uh, pretty soon i'm gonna rebuild another computer and i'll be streaming uh, and that is is your mom dtf at, at twitch and you come watch me and stop by when i'm not doing podcasts uh, i'm gonna be doing some streaming me and brett i'm gonna teach him the ropes and stuff but yeah the things i want to move on to is uh let's see i don't know if you noticed but uh, on this morning, I talked about I was posting my 350Z on Craigslist, and like, I because I, I just I, I I love the car. I want it at six speed. Every time I work on it, I'm like I fall more in love with it. And then I was like, I was yep. man, I just really, I just don't have a use for it. It just sits there. Let's just see what I can get for it. You know, maybe possibly a trade, get a nice truck or something. I, I go through the motion. Bruh. You know, I I do all the details. I get it all crammed in, and. Oh wait, time out. Hold on. Before before we go into this uh, this thing, I know we got some car from the eggs probably listening in here soon. Why don't you go ahead and give them kind of like a spec detail? You know, not not a huge summary, but just kind of a brief explanation of what you've done to this 350Z. And guys, I've rode in the some bitch, and you, you, if you've seen Fast and the Furious, it ain't got nothing compared to what this motherfucker. I'm talking about Tokyo drift on steroids, like this motherfucking shit, beast crazy. And it's such a it's a gunpowder gray. It's like a oh my god, it's just beautiful. Anyway, Tyler, just go ahead and let them know. It's all <laughs> yeah, uh, I bought this car about two years ago. Uh, 3.5 liter that's what you know 35 stands for and from there i've bought <clears throat> i've bought long tube headers full cat back in video in one exhaust and wnp throttle body throttle body spacer full intake uh canon intake fully built head uh valves um cams and everything and it's on a uh, it's on a um joe tech tune and it's priced in about 450 maybe 500 horsepower i doubt it but it's 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 a monster. That's what it's gonna be. That's that's my plan is with this tune to have it at four or five hundred horsepower. But it's gonna be hard if I don't build the bottom end. But the crank can hold up to about seven hundred horsepower. But the car, it's it's it'll definitely whenever I fully get it completely put back together and like I get I get a vacuum leak right now and stuff when I finish doing it, it'll definitely put your ass in the seat. And I enjoy it. It may not be the fastest car <laughs> in the world, but I fuck I just love it. To me, it's a beautiful car. And the next thing for me is rims and a paint job, and then sexy. Nice. But the uh, my initial story, I was going on Craigslist. I fill it out. I my 350Z, all the information I have about it, and put some pictures. And I got next, put my uh, email address in there next, and uh, at the bottom it says, "What do you take as payment?" And it has cash, check. Or something like that, money order. And then I look over, right? And I be, God damn, that motherfucker says, or a cryptocurrency. Like, <gasps> like I'm like, what? what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm fucking puzzled. Like, I'm like, what? Like, 
you can like you can literally and I, I this is a thing I looked up online in Texas you can literally pay for things on Craigslist with cryptocurrency if you have the yeah. what? so that brings up the question like you know Bitcoin and mining and stuff so to my question to you is Brett what does that mean for the future of other online websites like what do you what do you think about that what do you think the what do you what does this mean for America uh, just so to speak in the future if a Craigslist is an online page market that's accepting cryptocurrency already what do you think is going to happen with the others like do you think it's going to be a possibility or no well uh, let's see from my, my standpoint of view I think um, mass I'm just going to call it mass marketing cryptocurrency to the point where you can buy and sell and trade things which at the, po- at the point of the turn of the, or of the uh, 2010 you know cryptocurrency bitcoin that was like a it was a sacred gem. It was like a needle in a haystack. You know, not many people had it, but the people that did, you know, they were pretty well off, you know, honestly, so to speak. But I think marketing Craigslist, Amazon, Walmart, you know, Sam's Club, uh, GameStop, Game Exchange, I mean, all these places, Firestone, like if they were to do all these cryptocurrency things, not only will I think that it will depreciate the value of the cryptocurrency coin itself, because once you have a plentiful amount of something, you know, the value does go down. I mean, honestly, it's not like a rare gym anymore. It's like, it's a compound, you know, compound thing. Everybody has dollar bills in their pocket. Now everybody's got Bitcoins in their wallet, you know. But I think for the most part, if Bitcoin, I mean, officially becomes a reality to where we are actually trading with these things, you know, fuck dollar bills and government money. But like, if we're actually trading with these things, then, um, you know, I think I think we'll raise a lot of value in, in the properties themselves. And by properties, I mean, Amazon, you know, all those, all those things as well. And, I guess the people who have Bitcoin now will be able to, you know, say this is actually worth something. Like all the mining I've done, I mean, I've seen like uh, a mining, a mining uh, thing go for like $199 like a month just to mine like I think 0.002 like uh, Leydens or I don't know what they're called, but there's like different fashions of Bitcoins. But like, <clears throat> I mean, sure, sure you pay a lot of money for that, but is it to me? Is it worth it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I were to invest in Bitcoin maybe in 2010, you know, the start of these things, yeah, of course. But, you know, who who knows about these things before they become popular? Not a lot of people. And whoever does, they don't share. But I think I think at the turn of the century, you know, or like the turn of 2020, I think Bitcoin is going to be out there enough where people talk about it like it's not a secret anymore. And for me, that's going to hurt it because... You know, that some people just have to keep this shit a secret, you know, and there's some people that, you know, I'm not saying like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I'm just saying that there's a point where you cannot, you know, digress about it anymore because it just becomes a common thing. And I don't want Bitcoin to be so common due to the fact that it's so unique, you know, and the more unique something is, the more valuable it is. And hell, who knows, one day somebody may stumble upon it, you know, like you or me or any of the listeners right now. And hold it for themselves because you know how valuable the shit is you know and you can let you know invest in stock markets and stuff like that that's great but i think to me cryptocurrency the mass production of it is going to deafen the silence of it it's going to be it's just going to be another compound thing that everybody talks about and it's just it's just not going to be exciting saying you have two whole bitcoins that are worth 40 grand whenever in the next two years after everybody's using them those two bitcoins you had that were worth 40 grand are now worth you know 40 bucks that's the, that's my point of view on it. I mean, I may be completely wrong about this, but that's the way I foresee it coming. Just like everything else that's happened, that's so hyped up and then kind of gets let down because it's a mass productive thing. But that's just that's just my two cents, you know. But I'm gonna ask you the same question because you completely fucking caught me off guard with this shit. So I'm gonna ask you the same question: What 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 is cryptocurrency gonna do? For, how do you think it's gonna be affecting everybody that has and doesn't has it? <laughs> okay, when I look at it, uh, this uh, the first. I'm gonna begin this. With this. Okay, what makes Bitcoin so rare? Like, what makes Bitcoin so expensive? 
what makes people want it? Like, what is it? Like, like, let's be real here. There's the, the, the dollar. You have money so you can buy stuff. Like, <laughs> who created Bitcoin? Where did it come from? And what is it like? Why is it so valuable? Like, like, what makes it so sought after? Like, I have friends sometimes that are like, man, I got to get the Bitcoin money. I got to get the money. I got to get the money. So I have Bitcoins and I sell it for money. Like, what makes people want to buy it? Like, what can you really buy with Bitcoin? Like, understand what i mean but like what makes it valuable you know yeah that's you know that's, that's a good question and i think the way that i've, I've heard people talk i had a guy at the hospital one night when i was working up there and he was sitting over there in the chair and he was talking loud like as fuck over the phone to this person who they were in the bitcoin business and he was talking about shit was about to drop january or not january uh, december i think 28th i believe yeah like something was going to change over and all the bitcoins you had in your wallet were about to um <clears throat> um like be converted into something else higher or something like that, whatever the case was. And like I've I've, I've Googled and researched cryptocurrency and what it is to me, it's like a uh, like a fucking uh, <clears throat> it's like an algorithm in a computer and it's kinda like a bug, but like people have nurtured this bug to the point where it's now a it's not physical because you can't hold the shit in your hand, but it's like it's like a fucking I don't even know how to explain it. Like I said, it's not a dollar bill, but it's just like this little fucking bug in like a computer system that people go and mine for to like find fuck ups on algorithms of like computers false properties and shit like that and they store them in these little you know, cryptocurrency wallets and then people trade them back and forth for said said such and such item but like i i don't know where he, where cryptocurrency even came from all i heard about it was in fucking video games like crisis 3 back in 2006 when they used the unreal engine 1 just like the same shit that they've been using for the past 10 years but that's another subject but i just don't understand <clears throat> i don't understand why it's so valuable and i will never understand why it's so valuable until i guess i have one i can't even say i have one until i've well fuck i, I can't have it because it's not mine because it's not it's just not physical <laughs> i don't know how to explain it it's just, it's just fucking it's like the future. It's like Mass Effect Andromeda. You know, when they go and pay for these fucking... I don't, need, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> yeah. it. Like, my mind is my mind is so hurt right now because I can't physically, like, psychologically, physiology, like, put this together in my head. It's just split all apart. But I know, I know one thing for sure. Now, if a motherfucker can, you know, invest in Bitcoin in 2010 and then and two years later buy a uh, 200 and, like... Or a $480,000 Lamborghini Aventador... I'm, I'm obviously missing out on something, but I don't know. How, I, don't, I don't even know how to fucking mine. Like I've seen, like I said, I've looked, I've looked at products from mining products, and they're fucking expensive. And you get like, yeah. like I think, a, yeah, you get like a zero point zero zero one percent of a whole Bitcoin. And like I don't even know, I don't even know what it is. And like I think Bitcoin now has its own stock market where they can trade, like using FX Open, like foreign markets exchange and shit like that. But I just. I'm not going to be the one to get into it. If it happens to fall into my lap, you know, of course, I'll, I'll, I'll express it. But I'm not going to be the one to go searching for it because I have no idea what the fuck I'm looking for. And I ain't got that kind of money to sit around and spend $149 a month for, you know, a piece of a piece of a piece of a piece of a piece. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I have no idea. Going <laughs> back to me. Uh, okay. So to answer your question, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, as more people progressively get these Bitcoins, like, it's just like... Like right now, okay, you have what's called uh, supply and demand with graphics. Yeah, yeah. People buy graphics cards so they can mine. So everybody and their fucking mom is mining right now. So to get a 1080 Ti, you have to pay like $1,300, $1,400 for one graphics card that was worth only like 800 six months ago. So it's going to be the same thing when everybody just starts getting all these Bitcoins. I do believe it's going to go down because everybody and their mom's got one. Yeah. However, 
exactly my point. You know, I got a buddy who makes like eight, nine hundred dollars off of it a month. Kind of, kind of free money. You're just paying electric bill, which probably ain't that expensive. But I mean, I think if like Amazon, a five mile, all the apps start accepting cryptocurrency, and we're gonna see a change in the market, and people will start having Bitcoin accounts and start accepting this Bitcoin money. But like. If I if I sold something right now, so if I sold like a computer part right now to somebody with crypto and they sent they sent me crypto money, like I'm gonna feel like yeah. like what the fuck? Like I was like <laughs> if I was and say you have three crypto coins or whatever it is or bitcoins, I'm like like okay, like what the fuck? Like I, that doesn't make me feel empowered. Like when you have a fucking bank card that says it's got forty thousand dollars on it, or you got exactly dollars yeah. in cash, like. I don't know, and I think oh, if that transition does happen and all these major retailers start accepting it, oh, it'll definitely go down just like the dollar bill, just like any. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they'll ever make it fully like that for that purpose, but I don't know. I'm not really worried about it. Will I ever mind? No. Will I try it? No, because to me, it's just, it's a, I mean, it's not a waste of time. Don't get me wrong. Some people make mad fucking money. I mean, look at us. We're looking like retards because we didn't invest back in 2010. <laughs> about it in high school and then to do shit about it. We'd be fucking millionaires right now. We'd have a warehouse full of fucking hundred thousand dollar computer, a hundred thousand uh, worth of computers, and just mining all day and just never work again. Like, I, like, like, who's the real dumbass? <laughs> I just don't know where to take the market. And if you guys feel like you know you have a question or you have some real knowledge about Bitcoin and you want to spit that shit, don't forget don't don't forget to just call in, man. Just hey, dumb fucks. Like this is Bitcoin, this is that, or you know you just want to give us some knowledge. We don't mind at all. Constructive criticism is always welcomed here at inclusive. No, one hundred percent. Yes, but it's just. I don't know. Like, I'm done with Bitcoin probably for the week. Like, it just blew my mind that that happened this morning. It just yeah. caught me off guard. It's kind of like whenever you get out of the shower and the, the fucking first breeze of fucking cold hits your balls and you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the worst feeling in the world. Oh, wait, before we cut the subject off, I, I just want to kind of, I just had an epiphany. I'm just sitting here thinking if you're talking about this. Now, what if, what if cryptocurrency replaced a dollar bill and everything was run electronically? What would happen if, let's say, like what happened today, or like I think a few days ago, the government shut down, okay? What if the government controlled cryptocurrency and it shut down? Like what would happen to the world? Like there would be no trading. There would be no uh, no uh, merchandising. There would be no monogamy. There would be no communism. There would be no dictatorship. There would be nothing going on. Like the world would go into a fallout. And if it lasted more than one week, you know, the world would pretty much die because like it's just – with no, you know, money makes the world go round, and that is literally the fucking truth. Like, what would happen if the government controlled cryptocurrency and then they just shut it all down? Like, it, it had a power outage, a fallout, a fallout, a fallout for Christ's sake. You know, like, what do you think would happen to the world in three days' time if cryptocurrency was controlled by the government and they had a fallout? Pure chaos. Like, pure fucking chaos. The dollar didn't happen anymore in the banks. Of course, the banks will start still be there because we'll just transition to Bitcoin. You know. And like, it would be utter chaos because you have no face value because you have nothing like in front of your face. You have nothing in your hand, nothing in your wallet. 
Like you have a card that's gonna say the card decline, card decline, card decline. And you can't spend any money and look like a fucking idiot in front of everybody because they kept their fucking bottle caps like Fallout. <laughs> so that's by the loaf of bread. And you're almost fucking stupid. So I can't even hit or miss, to be honest with you. But dude, it's 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 interesting as that sounds. That that is actually I'm not gonna say it out loud. Actually I'm gonna say it out loud. That is like a that is a true possibility. Because you ever notice about like all futuristic games that are post-apocalyptic? They happen in like 2033, 2054. And that's literally 30 years like from now. You know, or 20 years from now, matter of fact, 2034 years, or 2038, my bad. But that 20 years from now, all this shit could really change. And it'd just be like, we could sit here on this podcast and 20 years from now, we can look back and say, 20 years ago, we predicted this shit was gonna happen. <laughs> and it fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. Uh I want to kind of like we're going to keep it kind of like not really politic, but we're going to kind of keep it in like the uh, like the uh, market of like uh, you know debt and Bitcoin and stuff. But one thing I wanted to go over with that I, I was reading today actually. Break. I don't know if you guys know this, but like forty five percent, I think they said of Americans have credit card debt of fifteen thousand dollars or more. I'm like, holy! Dude, shit. I'm like, that's insane! Like. I don't understand, like, how people put themselves in that position, but I understand, like, maybe it's a car, you know, maybe they have a, they buy a $20,000 car, and maybe they wreck it with no insurance, and they gotta pay that back. Maybe I see that, but how does someone, like, do they just build their credit up to 800 and then, like, they're like, hey, man, here's a $20,000 credit card, go buy whatever the fuck you want, stripper and hookers, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that, like, accumulate and say, how does it, like, not halfway through of giving someone money, like... You approve somebody for seven G's, they don't pay that shit back, and you go and give them another twenty thousand. How the fuck does that happen? Like, like as an American, as I as me, I have no legit debt, but I'd be damned if I'm fucking swimming in negative money. Like, American out of debt, and uh, it's hard to maybe it's freedom debt relief or something. And I just it's just crazy how this. Man, it's just insane, you know. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and close this podcast out and uh, get this over with. 
Uh, this is Tyler and Brett coming at you with uh, inclusively in the know. This is us checking out. Uh, Brett had to step away for a little bit, but uh, it was great, great, great talking to you guys tonight. And I hope you stayed for the whole 40 minutes to listen. We're going to be on YouTube soon. We're going to be doing some live video chats. We're going to be doing this. And we're going to get you all taken care of. So remember to check in tomorrow. We do morning and usually lunch updates on both my brother channel, uh, the inclusive and mine in the know. And we're going to get you taken care of, guys. We're going to keep you updated. Please fucking follow the channel, like it, you know, comment, give us some applause, call in. Let's just get this stuff moving, guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock, 8.30 p.m. Central Time, and we'll catch you, catch you in another subject. If there's something you recommend or you want to hear about, just let us know, and we'll get that shit taken care of, guys. But this is Tyler, and this is Wes signing it.